All right. Sounds good. Should probably pull up stats and stuff. I don't know. <laughs> if you want yeah. to. You know, I, I, I stat with my emotions. That's right. <laughs> yeah, so uh, just prepare to... Uh, It'll be great. It'll be perfect. Y'all motherfuckers don't watch us play throughout the year, to tell you the truth. I'm gonna be real with you, and I don't care if I get fined. That train is off the track. I feel like you, you can't just, like, jump through Neptune and be okay. What the show needs is more dogs and bears and chickens and stuff. Yeah, so uh, just prepare to uh, be a watch unbeatable goodness. Welcome, Pacers fans. You are listening to the Unbeatables, your semi-weekly Pacers podcast. Today is December twenty third, two thousand and nineteen, and this is episode four seventeen, coming to you from Washington D.C. Uh, it's the Doctor Jason Triplet. The show. We're going to discuss three in one week for the Pacers, including games against Los Angeles, Sacramento, Milwaukee, and Toronto. Joining me to talk about all this is one analyst, coast to almost a river, uh, <laughs> like buttered toast, from Indianapolis, Indiana. He's our in-house bartender, mixing up the drinks and the crappy jingles. It's John Colson. What is up, Pacer Nation? Merry Christmas and happy effing Aaron Holiday. <laughs> Indeed. Indeed, happy holiday. He's a beast. Best game of his career. Uh, oh, I can't wait to get into it. Oh, my goodness. All right, but before we start the show, just want to remind you folks, you can support us every time you shop at Amazon. It doesn't cost you any extra. Just follow the link in the show notes or go to our website, theundebeatables.com, and follow the Amazon referral link. Indeed, happy Hanukkah, happy holidays to everybody out there. It's a great week of Pacers basketball, uh, helping you bring in or ring out the year 2019 in style. Uh, four games since we last talked to you. Uh, Tuesday, December 17th, the Pacers hosted the league leading or one of the league leading uh, Los Angeles Lakers uh, and win that game. That's right. 105 to 102, as predicted by you, John Colson. Uh, Sabonis drops 26 and 10. Miles Turner, 16 and 7. Uh, and the Lakers missed key free throws down the stretch to help us. Uh, win that game. Thanks, LeBron. Malcolm Brogdon was good down the stretch, too. Yeah, down the quite stretch. good. Yeah. Uh, Pacers had a few days off, and then Friday, December 20th, hosted the Sacramento Kings. Again, winning that game, pretty much going away, 119-105. to TJ Warren led the way with 23 points. Brogdon, another solid effort, 13, six points, or sorry, 13.6 rebounds, six assists in that one. Uh, Sunday, the Pacers traveled to Milwaukee to play the actual league-leading uh, Bucks. They lose this one uh, pretty badly, 117-89. to uh, Sabonis in that one 
killed it 19 points 18 rebounds five done five yeah five assists mm-hmm. um brogdon had 10 points and 10 assists in that one but uh milwaukee just stifled us uh and then the game that you and i just watched colson uh monday december 23rd back-to-back hosting another playoff team the defending champs the toronto raptors Pacers won this one in dramatic fashion in overtime 120 to 115 the aforementioned aaron holiday 19 points and 10 assists a career high five three-pointers made uh miles turner yeah and was just in control down the stretch i mean he just took every big shot he was malcolm brogdon for this game that's right uh miles turner put in a great effort another five three-pointers from him he ended up with 24 on the night and seven rebounds and a huge rebound uh, in overtime. Uh, and uh, last guy I want to mention, uh, TJ Warren, 24 points, eight rebounds, a career-high six assists, and two block shots. He was everywhere. <laughs> uh, so let's start with that game, Colson, since it's fresh in our mind. Go for it. What did you oh, see? My, oh, my goodness. So, uh, so we're up big early. I think we were up uh, 15 in the first half. And I was like, all right, we got this. I know we're on a back-to-back, but we're at home. They were on a back-to-back. They uh, played a close one and had to play all their guys. We got blown out the night before, so we, we had a little bit more rest. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, I really felt like we were in control of this one. Uh, you know, just uh, for context, Toronto is uh, without a lot of their key players. Their MVP, um, Siakam, Pascal Siakam. Um, Marcus Saul is also out. Um who else? There's one other. Oh, Norman Powell is out. Norman Powell. Yeah. And th- those are three of their top six guys. Um, so, you know, they're shorthanded. Uh, but they were showing the guts of a championship team. They, they just know how to play close games. They know how to keep games close, to stick around, and then win in the end. And, uh, you know, Van Vliet and uh, Lowry in particular. I mean, Lowry was on fire in that fourth quarter mm-hmm. and uh, dragged them back into this game. I mean, they erased this deficit. They were up five. And, uh, you know, down the stretch, we were able to hang in there. Um, and I think, you know, Lowry misses a three at the buzzer. Um, good defense by Lamb. Um, but I thought I thought Warren played a lot of really key moments. He missed a couple big shots but he also in the overtime, but he hit some big shots in that fourth quarter to get us to overtime. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought... Uh, you mentioned Turner, two huge threes in the one in the fourth and one in the in the overtime. Uh, also, yeah, you're right, a huge offensive board in overtime. And also, when everybody goes in a scrum on the ground, right there, when when sort of the game mm-hmm. is in the balance, mm-hmm. um, he's the one that squirts it out, like the extra effort to get it to Sabonis. Um, mm-hmm. Just a just great um, play from him. I'm really happy with how uh, Miles has been playing this last week, and we we were we were worried about him earlier in the season, and he's been just fantastic. Um, but this, the, the all of that is the story is Van Vliet and uh, Kyle Lowry have the hearts of the champion, and they made this difficult. But Aaron Holiday, so he only mm-hmm. has 19 points and 10 assists. I think his career highs are 24 and. 13 assists 
Um, he had sure. a yeah, he had a big game. I think against Brooklyn earlier in this then, year. Yeah, it was Brooklyn. Yeah, but he hit so many. He hit three huge shots in a row. Um, in in the um, and made a sweet pass in between. Yes, I mean to TJ Warren. Yeah. yeah, for a big shot. Right. Um, and you know, I, I just uh, he was he he wants the moment. He stepped into the moment. And he won this game for us. So shout out mm-hmm. Aaron Holiday. Um, without Malcolm Brogdon down the stretch here, um, and uh, he stepped in. He was that leader. He was the. He just. I'm just so happy for him. Second year guy, and being the most confident guy on the floor that wants to take that shot, and he did it. Mm-hmm. Over and yeah. over and over again. Yeah, I, obviously. I mean, one of the signature wins of the season. This game. Uh, yeah, you're right. I mean, I mean, Lowry is amazing to watch. If I weren't a Pacers fan, I might be jumping on the uh, Toronto bandwagon. I'm with you. Uh, I, this I, year. I was really. I, I was, wouldn't have jumped on it last year, but this year, you tell they're me fun you to watch. Were, they fight you hard. Rooting every for them game. against the Warriors last year. Come on, you were. I was. Yeah, and you were rooting yeah, against. But, you were rooting uh, for them against like uh, the 76ers. Screw those guys. Sure, they yeah, were kind of absolutely. our team. But they, they also had a mercenary last year, so that's true. it wasn't that's true. It wasn't great. But the way that they've come out this season and defended their title, yep. I really like their coach, um, who just coached Nate McMillan into uh, the basement today. Oh, we and, had like, so much the key trouble and with left the zone. him down there. We just really didn't like the zone. <laughs> yeah, well, and I I thought it was brilliant on two levels because. Um, Nick Nurse, you know, you, you throw a zone out. It's kind of a gimmicky and makes makes uh, teams uh, have to think right. on the fly. But if you play it for too long, obviously after a timeout, a coach is going to come up with, you know, NBA plays players to beat are too smart, zone. right? They're gonna they're gonna beat the zone. They're too talented. You would think, right? But uh, <laughs> <laughs> but he he does mix it up a little bit. He Goes did. from two he three the, to three right. two to right. one two two or right. whatever. All these things. But it, it, so it does that. But then also, as you mentioned before, his team was on the second night of a back to back where they um, had to make like a 30 point comeback or something like that to win mm-hmm. the game. Takes a ton of effort. And so going into his own saves your team's legs, saves your legs. quite a bit. Right? And, uh, and, and um, on a third which I thought was point, really smart. he's out. He He's lacking three of his best players. Like so he can mm-hmm. sort of plug and play some of these bench guys. You know that sure. may not be as great individual defenders as his, you know, normal starters. They also fit. Sure. I mean, yeah, it works on so many levels. It was really smart. Yeah, his no, he's just super good. Um, but yeah, it, the Pacers definitely struggled with that. I was getting really frustrated with um, uh, the lack of a of adjustments at some level. Um, there would be possessions where the Pacers would really execute well, get the ball into the center of the zone, cut around it. I mean, credit to Toronto. They they up the intensity of their defense in the second half. They really had active hands and it made life tough uh, for the Pacers. But there was not the level of uh, uh, response uh, tactics wise, I guess, that one would expect from an NBA team. I don't think. But despite that, despite that, the Pacers made the shots that they needed to make, right? Yeah. So Aaron Holiday eventually realized that, you know, oh, they're, they're 
asking me to make shots to win this game. I'm the zone buster. And okay, I'll do it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and he did. So yeah. like, yeah. Well, no, it's funny. I mean, I th- I really thought that uh, you know, when they threw the 3-2 zone on us, it took us a while, but then we started picking that apart. And they switched mm-hmm. to a 2-3 zone and then we got all confused. <laughs> you know, like like we we did we were adjusting, but they were just always steps ahead of us and that's how they got back in this game, right? Like sure. we d- we yeah. did adjust um but one of the things that this team has sort of, I think, had problems with all season is pushing the pace when we need to. And that's really important when you're trying to break a zone, right? Um, and mm. apparently in the huddle, Nate was saying, go, 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 go. Like his whole thing is earlier late in the shot clock, but he was just saying go, and we just weren't doing it. Um, there were yeah. there, We were trying to push the pace, but... You know, it didn't matter who we had, which point guard was in there, whatever. We were trying to do some outlet passes. Um, we just we seemed to struggle with trying to get there before they set their zone. Um, you know, but that's not because Nate wasn't asking for it. You know, um, just yeah. sort of the nature of it. And they Sometimes were also hitting a lot of shots. That's... When you're taking the basket out of the net, it takes longer. That's right. Yeah. Sometimes that's an easier thing that's uh, said than done. Right. Even if you're getting the rebound, sometimes it like you know. Only very talented people have the ability to rebound and at the same time turn and look and see the outlet pass and like whip it down the court, right? right. Like that's a Bill Walton level sure. skill. Kevin and that's, Love. Not everybody has that, right? Right, so. for sure. Uh, but regardless, a, a, a great win here. Um, huge confidence builder, I think, for this Pacers team um, who, you know, we talked last week. Um, about we're going into a tough stretch of basketball and and what do we expect this team to do? Um, I think it was an eight game stretch that we laid out. We wanted them to go four and four. We thought that would be we're a good now, outcome. Yeah, that's right. We're now halfway through that stretch and we're three and one, which is quite good. We're ahead of schedule, um, so, right? Or now we can just lay down and relax. I don't know. One or the other. <laughs> no, not not at all. Okay, that's not how the NBA works. Okay. <laughs> So let's go back and let's talk about a couple of these other games. So I, th- I think the other signature win, obviously, in this stretch is against the Lakers, um, who the naysayers will say, well, they were sitting Anthony Davis. For sure. They Which were. is true. That is true. It's totally valid. Yeah. Um, I will note that we have been sitting... Our uh, best player. Our best player the entire season. <laughs> right. So I don't want to hear any complaints about we didn't have our best player. For sure. Um did you get a chance to see this game, or were you uh, traveling all over? The I was planet traveling. I, I watched the highlights do. because I was so excited. Like I just, I just tried mm-hmm. to consume as much. Once we got the win, I was like, I gotta. I mean, if I if we get a loss, like I, I definitely dive into the numbers and figure out why we lost. But I won't necessarily consume all of the video because sometimes it's too sure. sad. But when we win, I especially a big win, <laughs> I get really excited. <laughs> it's it's so sad, um, you know. And I thought. Um, you know, we just we took advantage of the fact that Anthony Davis wasn't there. They are an elite defense um, for for lots of reasons. Uh, Vogel is their mm-hmm. coach. Uh, LeBron is cares about it this year and is working really hard on it. They've got defensive centers in McGee and Howard. Um, just most of their guys are good defenders, and they've got a good defensive scheme. But that's what Vogel wants, and that's what put them at the top of the league as far as their record goes. They also happen to have probably the best defensive player in the game right now uh, in Anthony Davis, and Mm -hmm. uh, he was out. 
So it doesn't mean that they're a bad defensive team with him out. They're still really good. But what we did is we took that the fact that he was out and we just beat them up down low. Um, both Sabonis and Turner, I thought, showed very well, and we took advantage of the fact that he wasn't there, and they had nice games. Mm-hmm. And, and um, you know, I, you know, I just think that uh, you know we did what we always do. We, we we lots of guys scored. We had contributions up and down the. Um, the box, uh, the box score, but I just thought that um, this was a Sabonis game and and and, and a Turner game. Mm-hmm. Like we just let our big guys go to work and cook, and they did so. Mm-hmm. Indeed, yeah, I was super impressed with the poise of this team uh, during this game. So mm-hmm. I did, I didn't catch all of this game, but I I watched the fourth quarter on replay after I saw that we had won, yeah. uh, and you know the Pacers were down yes, in the fourth. We were in this sure. game, yeah. Uh, and it really looked like Five with four minutes LA ago, was something like that was like, was taking control of the game, yeah. yeah. And, and you figure with LeBron out there, um, you know that this is not going to end well for us. But the, you know, a a signature of this team is their lack of panic and their ability to just persevere and execute. And they did that. They took care of the ball. They didn't cost turnovers. Uh, LA in a lot of ways beat themselves. They got to the line. I think they missed five or six free throws, at least four free throws and down the stretch. Yeah. And LeBron um, missed a key shot. Which allowed us to get back into that game. Right. LeBron uh, missed a key shot that he could have uh, hit that he normally hits. Uh, And then Rondo was supposed to hit the tying 30 foot three pointer. That's I'm fine with him Mm. shooting that all day. So, yeah, yeah, they, yeah, yeah, they made some mistakes about who had the ball or they missed some shots, they missed some free throws. Um, yeah, they weren't perfect this game. Um, but this is still a team that, you know, um, at that point going into that night had the best record in the league. Um, we beat them, and then Milwaukee beat them the next night so or two nights later. So they went on a two-game losing streak. But we're the one who stopped their winning streak. Um, mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Um, we're their fourth loss. I mean, like that's a big deal. Um, this is a huge win, and we were with them step for step. Like we weren't ever really out of this game. That's one of the things you've also no, talked absolutely about, not about this yeah. team. Like we just put ourselves, we compete, we fight, and um, you know, in general, we've not been great about executing down the stretch. Um, you know, we talked about that we've been getting better about that. Like I think last week was a discussion about how we start to feel like maybe we're winning these games in the fourth. And this is another example of that. Um, we, mm-hmm. you know, we mm-hmm. may not be great at, uh, out of bounds plays, even in this, <laughs> even in this Toronto game, I was listening to Mark and slick and slick was like, Oh man. You know, after we'd had two failed out of bounds plays, he was like, you just gotta make sure this is a good inbounds play. You know, <laughs> like, yeah. he's, yep. even he's frustrated. Um, at the same time, the, the guys on the floor seem to have poise, um, they seem to be getting the loose ball, and they seem <laughs> to once be... Once we get it inbounds. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Once it's inbounds safely, we seem to do an all right job. So, um, yeah, no, I just... This is a... This was... You know, I thought the, the Boston game was the signature win of the season, and then we follow this up two games later with a, a Lakers win. Um, mm-hmm. Sure. So without Anthony Davis, I, everybody... There's people injured throughout the season forever, all the time. You know, there's no there's no excuses in basketball. I take the win. It's a big win for us. No, that's right. And I think it's big for this team confidence-wise, right? Because everybody, uh, well, you know, nobody talks about the Pacers in the, the national press. But 
when they do, they say, oh, they're just beating the shitty teams and, right. and not the good teams. Which and was true. Now, <laughs> but it's less and less and, true. And now. now we're just making them have to make their asterisks for why they hate the Pacers longer. They're like, well, they beat the good teams, but they didn't have this guy or that guy or blah, 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 you know? So, um, and whatever, just keep winning basketball games. Yeah, and, and the, the and national media will, I mean, because we, we, we moved up from right. sixth seed for a minute to the fifth seed. That's right. <laughs> for a minute. <laughs> That's so, right. Well, and we're, all those teams from two to six are in a cluster. They're right. We're all a, a game, game and a half or a apart. game and a half apart. Yeah. Uh, was really impressed by the Sacramento win. I don't know if you saw that at all. I did. I watched just... this one wire to wire. It was one. It was just an absolute delight. Like when I'm just watching my team, just punk on an actual. Just, I mean, the 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 Kings aren't a bad team. Like they're they're below five. They're in the playoffs right yeah. now. There. I mean, they're what was I think they were twelve and sixteen when we played them. I don't know. They're they're a few games below five hundred when we Something played like them. Yeah. But the thing is, is. So they're a real basketball team, but like we were just toying with them. Like it was, the guys were just having fun, and I just really, I just this was uh, one of those games. I went out to the bar, I was watching it, I had some dinner, and I just, I just couldn't. I was really giddy. Like I don't have a lot of takeaways from this. Like I, everybody played well. It was fun. It was just a mm-hmm. fun game. Um, I think we had like, I, I, it felt like seven guys in double figures, like it always is. I'm not sure. I don't have the stats in front of me, but. Um, it's just one of those games where everybody was just having a good time and just punking on a team that that's not a bad team. This is a national basketball team, and uh, we looked way better than them. And it was just a really satisfying game as a fan. Is it, it was just a kind of a fun game to have uh, in the background. Oh yeah, while, absolutely. While this just, this was a, a classic Colson game. Yeah. Uh, so I'm not this surprised you weren't getting. This you were is what getting. I need. <laughs> Seven guys in double figures. Yep. An eighth guy with eight points. Yeah. Uh, we had 34 assists on 45 field goals. There you go. It was um, so fun. I think <sighs> we won the rebounding battle. Did we win the re- No, we barely lost the rebounding battle, but still. Um, only nine turnovers. Yeah, just, I mean, that's, that's it was how just you good basketball. Up, right? Yeah, and we just, yeah, you know, just exactly. kept pushing that lead and pushing that lead. But, like, you know, uh, I thought... Uh, uh, Bagley for them played really well, if uh-huh. I recall. And uh, Darren, Darren Fox is, seems to be sort of coming back from his injury and getting stuff figured out. He he uh-huh. was impressive in moments, but you know, outside of that, this was just a the, the Pacers were just a really it looked like a dominant team. You remember those? Uh, what was it? Five years ago when we <laughs> it's it's that long ago now probably when we started out that season where we were on pace for like sixty wins and we were. You know, number oh, yeah, one in the sure. East. The 2004, the infamous. Yeah, the Hibbert and West, uh, George Hill. Uh, and that, that, that. The beginning, infamous GQ covers. Yes, that sank us. Yeah. But, but that first, that first uh, third of that season felt like that. Like we were just playing a different game. And like we were right. just kind of doing what we wanted to. And it's really delight as a fan to just kind of watch that. Watch like the people trying to perfect the game of basketball trying to beat the game instead of beat their opponent you know like right. that and, yep. and that's this game felt like that on a smaller scale it was really nice sure yeah this that team is is, is better than people think it is it's better even than i think it is um at watching mm. this game that's how i felt about it and that's saying a lot all right well let's <laughs> let's bring us down to earth uh, a little bit just to close oh. out this discussion and talk about the milwaukee game which um we got absolutely crushed in oh, this just game slaughtered. 
which was uh, disappointing because we were actually in this game for, I would say, first the first half. half. Yeah. Uh, we're playing quite well, keeping Giannis in check. Um, oh, I think we played solid D, executing quite well, I thought, uh, and then came out in the third quarter and uh, couldn't hit the broadside of a barn to start. And Milwaukee stepped up their defense. Started ca- and and, and they, started they started from three. Right, exactly. <laughs> and so we got the worst of everything, and all of a sudden we were down by 25, and it was uh, kind of a travesty. Um, are they just in another league? Was this something yes. that like no, that's we can is. combat? Well, would, so, would we stand no chance against them. No, I, so I, I what I I want to give the team kudos. I want to give the coaching staff and all the players. Um, you know, I think Andy Cupo's final line was like nineteen, eighteen, and nine, which mm-hmm. sounds incredible. But the guy uh-huh. averages like thirty-one points a game, right? So like mm-hmm. we held him far below what he normally does. Uh, you know of offensively um and yes 18 or 19 rebounds is outrageous uh he's practically a triple double he's a beast he's the mvp of the league he's the best player in the league and we did our job we forced the ball out of his hand we doubled him malcolm brogdon did a really good job defending him even though he's mm-hmm. like a foot shorter um you yep. know probably because i he thought knows that was an him. interesting choice yeah but we were also quick with doubles and it did work like i was really impressed with how we did that i and i think that's why we were in that game for the first half um i think that they have the ability um to up their level of defense to a point where our and we're a good offensive team but we're not a great offensive team and i think Mm -hmm. that um I think the difference between the these two teams, the, the the chasm that is that thirty point deficit, is that they cranked up their D, um, and our offense couldn't hang in there when they really cranked it up. Um, we didn't have enough safety valves. We didn't have enough ways out because they are an incredibly talented defensive team. They're super long. The they're on a string. Um, they're well coached. They've got they've been together for two years now, um, and Giannis Antetokounmpo is you know. I think, you know, first team all defense. Chris Middleton um, is, I think, also a top defender. George Hill's on that team and really killed us, by the way. Oh, and also Wesley Matthews. What's going on with all these guys coming back to hurt us? Offensively, they hurt us. Yeah. Um, but I just, I just think their their defensive ability is better than our offensive ability, and and they started hitting threes, and it was a blowout, and it's ugly. I think, in a seven game series, with home court advantage and Oladipo, I'd give us a shot. <laughs> but we're not going to have home court advantage. Um, Oladipo needs to make us better offensively. Um, I think we're good enough defensively to keep up with this team. That's what I learned. Just not offensively. Mm. Yeah, it's tough. I mean, kudos to the Pacers. They, they had a really rough third quarter, but then actually closed it quite well. I think we went on a 9-0 run uh, in the last sort of two minutes to get us within striking range Under to 20. start the fourth quarter. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was like within 10, 10 or something yeah, like that. 10, or yeah. Yeah, yeah. 11, something like that. Um, obviously the, in, and then, uh, the other thing I, I thought again, like in the first half was schematically the, when, when Dan Burke and, uh, Nate McMillan have a couple days to prepare for somebody, they do an excellent job. Yeah. Right. Um, and what was interesting about 
the defensive scheme against Antetokounmpo was it was completely different. If you'll remember um, last year, we around this time, we were very excited because we either beat or almost beat Milwaukee no, we and did. held Antetokounmpo to like 10 points and it was Thad Young. Thad like Young. We built a wall and yeah, like yeah, yeah. all that stuff, right? And this was quite different. Uh, mm-hmm. Strategy to to shut him down, wall. but it was also effective. Yeah. Um, so, I, I think that that's always going to be advantage. We're always going to struggle against teams when they step up their defense, especially long teams that have active hands in passing lanes. And that mm-hmm. sounds like an obvious um, statement, but you know, Milwaukee is one of those teams that has you know Giannis can like shut off half the court by himself. Um, That's, I feel Philly, Philly is always going to cause this problem. Philly, yeah. Boston, Milwaukee, the Clippers, the Lakers, those are the type of teams that have a different level of defense when they want to crank it up. But that's why those are the best teams in the league. Right. So it's not just us right. that are going to have trouble with it. <laughs> sure. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, and the other thing that makes it hard is, you know, Yana, of the few times that we would make a surge, say, and cut it to... 10 or 9 or something like that in the second half. Uh, you know, a couple times Giannis would, like, shoot a three-pointer right. with a guy in his grill and make a three, and you're just like, well, if he's going to do that, he's literally indefensible. So Yeah, it's not fair. <clears throat> um, yeah. So. Um, but all in all, a good week of basketball, I think, for the Pacers. Still Fantastic um, week. improving, I think. The uh, probably the player of the week is is Miles Turner in terms of the growth that he's had. Um, uh, he really seems like he's starting to figure out what he. I think you were right in that he just needed to figure out what his role is on this team, yeah. and he's he's starting to find that. I think, yeah. and um, you know, and I think it's great that the coaching staff is still putting faith in him to put him in critical situations, right? Um, you know, for instance, in this Toronto game that we just ended up watching, you know, they don't play a huge lineup, or at least in this game, they weren't playing a huge lineup. So you could have easily seen Nate McMillan go small, but he, you know, put uh, Turner back in there at the appropriate time and said, all right, we're going to go big. This is our team. My team is on the floor. Right. Let's go win this thing. And we we did, so... Yeah. Sabonis was so good early in the game, um, you know, just really doing his Sabonis thing. But but I thought down the stretch, late fourth and overtime, it was it was Warren, um, Holiday and and Miles Turner that won this game for us. And um, you mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. you start to look around, you go, you know, not that Sabonis can't play in the fire, but you know, when the when the heat gets, you know level gets raised you know who are the people that are going to step up and it's it's nice even in mid-season mm-hmm. to start to mm-hmm. see what those who those people are um and i'm glad that miles That's is right. on that yep. list at least as of right now i'm glad he won player of the week for you so that's right and aaron holiday certainly has that gene that he wants <sighs> Boy, to take those does shots. He. my goodness and sometimes he misses it but he's not afraid of taking it um and he didn't miss it in this game yep. so um, what That's happened? Right. What happened to Brogdon? I'm, I, I'm apparently I'm a terrible fan. Malcolm Brogdon, inactive injury slash illness is all it says in the box score that I'm looking at. I didn't um, see him on the bench so, 
though. Okay. So my guess is, my first instinct was that maybe his hand was bothering him because it, it seemed like it was bothering him in that Milwaukee game. But he, unless I just totally overlooked it, I didn't see him on the bench. So maybe he like has the flu or something. Okay, so. sure. Uh, you know, that, that old um, uh, gotta be home for Christmas flu? Maybe, but the the Pacers actually, that's a good segue, have um, three days off. Uh, oh, don't nice. play again until Friday. I like that for the um, team. Let them uh, go hang out and spend time with their family. That's right. Of course, it killed us after Thanksgiving, but, you know, whatever. <laughs> um, uh, Friday, the Pacers are at Miami, so another big game against a uh, Eastern Conference juggernaut. Uh and then followed up back-to-back Saturday at New Orleans Pelicans. Uh, it's the holiday reunion. All the holiday brothers together on oh, one court. Oh, nice. All right. It's going to uh, be amazing. Is it going to be – Is that in, that's in New Orleans. That's in there, New There's going to be some partying yep. going on. Yeah, so this uh, – if you have a really young team – this is probably the worst back-to-back you could ever have. Ooh, yeah, Miami, New Orleans. In Miami. We're a pretty young and then team. in New Orleans. I mean, I guess we're not that young, but... Yeah, yeah so... I feel like, you know, our I older guys, like TJ Warren, what is he, like 27? I feel like he can still party. <laughs> <laughs> probably. <laughs> probably, so... He can throw down. Maybe don't expect the greatest of games, um, especially I, coming off a Christmas hangover. Well, it's it's a it's a brutal. What are you back going to for back. here? It's a brutal back to back, and the, and and what I don't like about it is that the easier game is on the second night, right? Like sometimes you just want to take care of business against mm. the easier team. Maybe you can get some rest and be ready for the harder team the next day. Um, you know, I, I'm I'm gonna call for one and one, but it's gonna be tough. I'm not. I'm not. I don't know which one we're right, gonna I'll, win. I'll which take a split lose. on a back to back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Me too. I'm not bad at that. Yeah. I'd like to see us compete against this Miami team. I'm interested in watching this Miami team too. They're they are um, similar to Toronto in the sense that they just play super hard. Um, they execute well. They've got a guy in Jimmy Butler that can make tough shots, and closer. they've got a really. Um, uh, Interesting athlete in Bam Adebayo, who's taking a leap this year. Um, he's so throwing up triple doubles. Keep an eye on him. At the center yeah, position. he's good. He's real good. Turns out he's good. Yeah. All right. Also, uh, Harper's uh, favorite player to say. Bam! That's right. That. <laughs> shout out, Harper. Oh, and shout out uh, Joey. The only reason he's not here is because he was at the game. So... He's a better Pacer right. fan yeah. than we are. Good reason. <laughs> That's right. We can get we can get his uh, in game hey, analysis. The game. Yeah, I did everything I could do. <laughs> we'll get his in game analysis from uh, next show next week. Sounds good. Uh, well, until then, uh, we want to thank you for listening. Uh, enjoy your holiday break. We most likely will have a show next week, although things get hairy around the holidays. So. Maybe maybe we will or won't get everyone together. Um, but keep in touch with us on Twitter. Uh, we are at Undebeatables. Uh, we are on Facebook.com slash The Undebeatables. We have a website, TheUndebeatables.com. There's a uh, message form there. Or you can email us at shoutout 
at theundebeatables.com. Uh, and if you want to do us a favor for the holiday season, uh, go ahead and review us on iTunes. And, um, you know, give us as a gift to the Pacer fan in your life. You know, hit that share button and just email them a link to the show. That would it's help a us out a free gift, but I think that counts for under the tree, you know? That's right. That's right. Uh, if you're super desperate, you can drive to Joey's house and buy a T-shirt. Um, but go to the website first. <laughs> Let him know you're coming. Well, you know what I was thinking? Like, it's probably too late to get the uh, koozies for Christmas gifts, but koozies a better New Year's Eve gift, right? Everybody's drinking beer on New Year's Eve. So yeah. go ahead and get that yep. for your New Year's Eve gift. For your New Year's Eve party, you'll just have uh, undebeatable koozies all over the house. Yep. So, uh, in honor of Slick, I was listening to, to uh, Mark and Slick do the game tonight. And um, mm. uh, we were up four with 28 seconds left to go in overtime. And, and Mark starts giving Slick a hard time. And he's like, go ahead and do it. I know you want to do it. And uh, and, <laughs> and Slick goes, what? Yeah, sing the song? Oh, I'm not doing that. He says, he says, look, I'm unbeaten. Never been beaten because I'm too smart. So apparently <laughs> in his entire career, he has never sang the song. And then we lost. Because he always waits until the very end. And so in honor of the man that's too smart, who always waits until the very end to sing this song. Turn out the lights. The party's over. That dude definitely broke his brain uh, in overtime today with the amount of three-pointers. We shot 42, 42, I was just looking at the stats, 42 three-pointers we shot in this game. 18 of 42 from three-point range. Yeah, he was, he was, he was, he was also working real hard on trying to figure out who we should put on the court for free throws. And then immediately Mm. um, Sabonis gets the ball and has to shoot free throws. And he's like, oh man, he's like. You're like one of five. Like, how is this the guy that's shooting? He's like, just do your three <laughs> dribbles and shoot. Don't think about it. And he misses the first one. It's like, ah, oh, da. Because he talked the entire time out about getting out the good free throw shooters and Sabonis is doing it. He's just losing his mind. He's like, all right, just the three dribbles. Just the three dribbles and then shoot. Don't think about it. It was great. He's the best. He's just. And I also, what I love about him too is he's always done this, but the older he gets, the more it's true. Where like yeah. he just he's such a fan that he like makes noises like in the actual action and you have to wait like the the five seconds later for Mark to explain what's happened. <laughs> you know, he's like <laughs> and Mark's like, and he misses a terrible shot, you know, but it's like you know, as a color commentator, he's basically just <laughs> He's just a fan, just grunting and being upset. It's great. He's always done that. It's fantastic. But uh, it's it's it, you know, um, I just I enjoy it so much. He is our once and always coach for sure. 